And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, today we welcome back the work of Jeffrey Adams to the show. You heard his work back in April, I believe, of the story Lifeboat, about two astronauts stuck in outer space with no apparent chance of escape, though the worst part about the whole ideal is being stuck together. Uh, that was a story he did with the Icebox Radio Theater, his group up in International Falls, Minnesota. The work today is an earlier work of his, and it's a lot weirder. It's a, from a series called Imagination X. In his own words, it's kind of a modern Twilight Zone-esque type of series. In today's story, a DJ at a local radio station gets a little too deeply immersed in his experimental audio show. Hope you enjoy Family Radio, and uh, for younger listeners, uh, if there are any of you out there, probably not terribly appropriate, so uh, be advised. <laughs> Black and white. Day and night. Peace and war. Knowledge and ignorance. Faith and despair. Life and death. Imagination and Imagination X. Do you believe in fairies? Do you believe the truth is out there? Do you believe everything? You read? Do you believe nothing on TV? Do you believe there's nothing but squirrels in the woods and fish, and fish in the lock? The lock? <laughs> Do you believe H.P. Lovecraft was writing from memory? Do you believe the spoon will bend? And the will of a single brave reporter won't. And most of all, do you believe it matters to the universe what you believe? It's, uh, it's currently 14 degrees. Damn it! I mean, 50 degrees here in Cory, 52 in, in Badger, and generally middle, uh, mild throughout the area. Sorry, I really suck at this. Uh, we're going to have a high-pressure system coming in tonight, 
and that's going to, uh, uh, it's going to, um, increase the pressure so that, uh, we're not going to have any rain for the next, uh, three, four days, and, and the temperature should continue to David? be, you know, uh, David. um, 45 what? degrees I, I overnight, and, listening and, to this? Uh, and then during the day. Are you? Yeah, of course. I'm right here. What? <sighs> Nothing. You hear what I'm talking about, right? The ums and, and ohs, the disorganization, profanity, it's all got to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> profanity, it's, it's just funny. <laughs> okay, next thing, music. Stick to the playlist, please. The playlist is boring. We are trying to reach a particular demographic here, adult contemporary. We program for them, not just whatever we want. It's still boring. Oh, and some of your choices aren't? You played three tracks from the Sounds of the Circus CD last Saturday. Hey, it was in the library. It was in the sound effects library. You're not supposed to play calliope music on the air. What's the matter, Larry? Don't you like the circus? I, I was going for a thing, right? I'll be the ringmaster. Come enjoy the show. Well, look, it doesn't work, so don't do it anymore. Okay, okay. I think we better slow down your training a bit. I'm going to be coming in this Saturday and sitting in with you again. What? Why? I I just think we need to start back at the basics. Look, it's friggin' 8 o'clock on Saturday morning. No one is listening. Maybe. Maybe not. We have to assume they are. Does Bob know you're coming in? I'm the program director. I can... Does he? Your Uncle Bob does not know I'm doing this. No. I gotta go. Sit in that chair. There's something I've I've gotta do. You you just have to... Sit in that chair right now. I just have to... Now reach over and close that door. Now you listen to me. Uncle Bob might not care how this station sounds, but I do. You know why? No. Because it's my job to care. Bob's father hired me 15 years ago. We built this station up from nothing, and we did it by caring about the little things, like how strong the signal is and how the DJ sound, whether or not the news is accurate. In short, everything that Uncle Bob does not care about. I'll make sure he knows you said that. He knows what I think of him. But what I want you to understand is that Uncle Bob, in his infinite wisdom, gave you a job working under me. And as long as that situation continues, you will at least try to sound like you belong on the radio. I am trying. Then you need to try harder. There's just a lot of pressure from the outside. What's that supposed to mean? I have way more important things to do. You want to fire me? Go ahead. It'll be doing me a favor. I can't fire you. You're the boss's nephew. But I can do other things. I can make your life very difficult. (laughs) What? You're you're trying to scare me, aren't you? I mean, you think I can't be fired, so you'll just scare me into behaving, right? That's funny. You think you're what? The, the, the scariest thing in my life? Big Bad Lawrence? Look, I never said that. Mr. Boss Man Lawrence? 
I don't know much about radio, but I do know a thing or two about motivation. Motivation? Yes, motivation. It comes from knowing your nuts are in another man's vice and there's nothing you can do about it. You don't have what is required to motivate me, Larry. Maybe you did under previous management, but not under Bob. All you can do is bluster and blow and threaten and hope I get scared enough to do as you say, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know why? No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. I, I have to take this call, David. Wait a minute. Sorry, man. I can't. Just wait a second. Sorry, Larry Guy. I got people to see and grain to mill, booze to drink, and cats to kill. <laughs> uh, uh, hello? Uh, yeah, hi. About this region entirely. doing here on Saturday morning? Oh, I forgot my book yesterday. What are you doing here? You look like a cop on a stakeout. Um... Okay, uh, it, it's cold out. Get in the car. Oh, I only live two blocks, and it's not that... I know, I know, but can I talk to you for a second, though? Sure. Look, I, I'm here because of David. Okay. Well, what do you think of him, exactly? I don't think I know what you mean. Well, does he, like, strike you as, I don't know, strange at all? Maybe, uh, maybe dangerous? No. I mean, he's a little odd, but... Has, has he ever threatened you? I can't think of a time, no. Well, he threatened me. Yesterday. I, I told him I was going to come in during his shift. He, he didn't like that. I know he's a real loner. What do you mean, real loner? Well, this is just something Barbara told me. Something that dates back before Bob was in charge. Okay. Mr. Myers came back from a holiday break one time. Thanksgiving, I think. And he said something about this little kid and his family, David. And how they were needing to get him special schools and how... He was antisocial, I guess. I guess he'd stabbed another kid at school with a pencil, deep. David was only about six then. Does it bother you having to work with him? I figure they got him some help and he's probably on meds or something. And all that happened a long time ago. But does it bother you? I, I don't deal with him much. He's just the weekend guy. I guess I make sure I don't deal with him much. What on earth is he playing? I don't know. He hasn't opened the mic in an hour. Are you going to go in and talk to him? Wendy, I'll see you Monday, okay? 
Larry? Yeah. Be careful. That's over. Hey, cats and kittens, it's the very early show starring yours truly. What? Where the? we play all the hits all the time. Here's a special one going out for my good friend, Lawrence. Larry, baby, don't go changing, all right? Is he drunk? What the? Where is he getting this music? My own private collection, Larry, baby. What? 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 Yeah. This is just the easy listening stuff. I got some stuff I would never dream of playing on an adult contemporary station. I've got to get in there. Why, Larry? I can talk to you just fine here. You. 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 you Okay, let's slow down. Big Larry's having some trouble stretching for this one. All right, I have to get in there. Well, you're not getting in. David. Can you hear me? David, can you hear me? <laughs> how are you doing this? You know how it goes, Larry. <laughs> nuts and advice, nuts and advice. Is this going out over the air right now? Oh, Larry. Larry. <laughs> David, answer me. Can the whole audience hear us right now? The audience? They've all gone to the circus, Lawrence. He told me they all went to the circus a long time ago. Have you ever been in the circus? I don't understand. Sure you do. Elephants, trapeze artists, clowns. A lot of people are afraid of clowns. I used to be really afraid of clowns. <laughs> David? David, is someone in the studio with you? singing, Davy. Keep singing. All the world loves to smile. Oh, my God. Oh, Davy, Davy, don't cry. Don't cry. You know what we do to eyes that cry, don't you? I'm coming! 
So you want to come and join the circus? Do you, Lawrence? Okay, then. wrong what happened what's uh what's going on i don't know i was on my way down to get the sunday paper when i saw you here you were just lying on the steps of the station is it morning yeah it's 8 30 oh man i've been lying on these steps for 16 hours oh what happened well it sounded like david was in trouble so I tried to help him. What? I thought the station was on fire. What? Well, David, he was in trouble when I tried to touch the doorknob. It was it was so hot it burned me. It's okay now. How did you know David was in trouble? He said so. Uh, on the air. You know, he got weird and started doing voices or something. Leon, I didn't hear that. Did you listen? All day. Pete and I were painting a room. We had the radio on. David! David, are you here? David! I'll check the office. Okay, I'll check the studio. David? Are you in here? <coughs> Wendy! Wendy! David? Did you see him? Oh, I, uh, my God, I, I, I think it is him on, a, on the walls. All that's left of him is, it's painted everywhere. You mean, that's his blood? It's not just his blood. Are we going to get that?
Family Radio, star Jean G. as Lawrence, Jeffrey Adams as David, and Beth Nelson as Wendy. Original music by Hollis Higgins. Written and directed by Jeffrey Adams. And that was Family Radio by Jeffrey Adams from Imagination X series. And uh, we do have a few extra minutes today and had a chance to talk to Jeffrey Adams and uh, listen to his thoughts about uh, this work and what he's been up to lately. Uh, Jeffrey Adams, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, Fred. Thank you very much for having me back. It's a pleasure. And uh, so we heard something very different, but I wanted to catch up on the news. I heard you just got back from the Convergence Convention out in Bloomington, Minnesota. Yes, that has become a little bit of a tradition for me. Uh, it's a it's a fairly good-sized convention. I think they're very close to 3,000 members this year, and it's unique to audio, or it's special to audio, I should say, because every year, as part of opening ceremonies, uh, Great Northern Audio Theater, Brian Price and, and Jerry Stearns, put on a live radio show, most often featuring uh, David Osman of Firesign Theater. Um, and after that, as part of opening ceremonies, they give out the Mark Time and Ogle Awards for the best science fiction and uh, fantasy audio of the year. So uh, Convergence, the convention, and also Misfits, the, that stands for Minnesota Society for Interest in Science Fiction and Fantasy, uh, which backs it, have been really been behind audio really for about ten, nearly 10 years now. And it's uh, science fiction and fantasy is the thrust of the conference? Yeah, the con is, is very expansive. They take... Uh, uh, programming in for television and movies and uh, a lot of literary program and books. And in addition to that, there's uh, a whole party room circuit. It, it's, uh, there are several conventions in the Minneapolis area, and I think Convergence is sort of the party con. This is the one where people go. Uh, the masquerade is very big, and there's a lot of costumes besides. And it's just a, a really, really fun time and a, a time to be sort of immersed in, in a lot of creative people. Cool. And uh, an- another word on that, uh, we have featured a couple of works. Uh, now, uh, God of the Razor, which was uh, the second piece on the show back in January, I believe uh, won an award th- this year. Is that true? Yeah, that's my good friend Scott Hickey and the Grist Mill out of Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, Scott was at Convergence. He flew out, and he received the Gold Ogle as the best, best uh, fantasy or, or horror piece of the year. For God of the Razor, and I'm sure as your listeners heard, that was a very well-deserved award. Absolutely. It was uh, very uh, well-crafted, and uh, then we also, uh, another friend of ours, Brian Price, did the uh, sound design for that, and we've had him on the show. Um, two pieces I think we've played uh, were actually performed originally at the Mark Time Awards, uh, his, their classic, um, the dialogue with Martian Trombone, and then uh, Super Pal. Um, and then you've also, and I think uh, Dialogue with Martian Trombone, no, you were actually acted in that one as well, didn't you? 
Yes, I did. I had a small part in that, and uh, Brian actually gave me a couple voices in the show that we did this year, oh, cool. which was called uh, The Rise of Francis or uh, The Learning Curve, and I am fairly certain that that's going to be available on your podcast uh, soon and, and on CD within a couple of months. Uh, it was it was again featured David Ospin and was a special show for Convergence because one of the guests of honor, uh, conventions always have guests of honor, name authors and whatnot. One of our guests of honor was a man named Wally Wingard, who is a professional voiceover actor. And Wally uh, was the star of the show along with David Ospin. So it's that uh, the learning curve may be the best Mark Time radio show yet. Oh, very cool. Well, I definitely, uh, I'm bummed I didn't get to go, but I'm literally looking forward to hearing that um, from what I've heard of what Great Northern has done in the past and then uh, the talent they always use. That ought to be a really great production. A- anyways, it does run about the near the 4th of July every year out there in Minnesota, so maybe uh, some of our main listeners it may be a little far of a trek, but um, if you are listening on the World Wide Web, tune in the podcast and you happen to be in the area, I think that's an event that uh, anybody who's uh, really into sci-fi fantasy, and especially into sci-fi fantasy audio drama, uh, makes it a point, an event to uh, go to every year. It's very much worth the trip and the fee. It's it's a wonderful convention. And uh, now let's go uh, over to Imagination X, which uh, could maybe be qualified. It's not really science fiction. It's a maybe psychological horror, at least the piece that we heard, uh, sort of hard to nail it down into a genre exactly, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Imagination X and what makes it different um, than the work we heard with Icebox Radio Theater? Well, IX is actually older than the Icebox Radio Theater. Uh, I began doing those shows in 2003 when I had not yet relocated to Minnesota. I was still living in Oregon, and they were kind of an effort to teach myself audio drama production. Most of the, the stories featured in the early days anyway, featured just me in various parts. And um, I was teaching myself how to put together an audio drama. And the original idea was to produce a short 10 minutes or less piece every month and post it on the World Wide Web. And I, yeah, I, I managed to do that for right about a year. And then after that time, the, the show began to expand a little bit. There's a uh, one piece I hired two local actors, and it was more 20 minutes long. And then there, there's a variety of other pieces uh, that, that were more of a horror focus. Originally, I conceived of the series as sort of like an Internet version of The Twilight Zone, because I always liked the fact that The Twilight Zone could run the gambit from science fiction to horror to, to even comedy was mixed in. Sure. Um, all of that changed when I moved to Minnesota, and this opportunity to start a theater here in, in International Falls came up. And I never really let Imagination X die completely. It sort of moldered in the grave for a while. And then uh, in the last, uh, let's see, about three months ago now, um, I was a little more experienced at podcasting. I had had a kind of a misconception that podcasts needed absolutely needed to be like radio shows where there was new episodes all the time. And I think the best ones, like yours, like Radio Drama Revival, definitely do have new episodes all the time. But you still can entertain people uh, with an occasional episode. So I've started cycling the Imagination X episodes back with its own podcast that's available on iTunes and also at its own uh, website at ixaudio.com. And I think that's uh, how I actually got wind of it. And I actually really did enjoy it, um, that style um, it, it is. Uh, I guess that would be would be the thing. If I was trying to say what kind of genre it is or describe it to someone, it would be well, it's a audio uh, Twilight Zone, but uh, maybe a little some some of it's um, a little more contemporary, um, real world. But uh, 
definitely fits that kind of theme and subject matter. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I I hope that our listeners today uh, enjoyed hearing it as well. And uh, so I, I guess that's all the time we got for today. It's a bit of a um, short one here since we just heard that piece. But um, thanks so much for talking to us. Now, uh, have you been uh, up to uh, much new audio in the last couple months since we talked to you? Well, of course, Icebox Radio Theater is uh, deep in production planning for 2008. Uh, we sort of set our cycle around our local radio station here in town that broadcasts the shows. And I have promised them a new season of 13 episodes starting in January. Uh, we have a live show scheduled for here in the falls on August 15th. And we'll most likely do another live show around Halloween. And the rest of the time throughout the fall, I think we will be in studio getting ready for 08. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, we'll definitely tune in to uh, some of those Icebox episodes as they come out. And uh, definitely keep us in uh, tune with all that new stuff. And thanks so much for talking with us, Jeff. Yep, and just remind your listeners, as we as we broadcast locally, those episodes will be shot right out to the podcast. So available all over the world. And you want to uh, give the uh, podcast address one more time? Yeah, that is it. You can subscribe to our podcast at our website, which is iceboxradio.org. Iceboxradio.org. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. And uh, we thanks for tuning us in with the news and uh, for sharing your work with Imagination X for all our listeners. Well, thank you for having me, Fred. Appreciate it. And I do hope you enjoyed hearing from Jeff Adams and his story earlier, uh, Imagination X. Next week, we'll be revisiting the work of Final Room Productions. That is uh, my own work produced here, uh, WMPG in Portland, Maine, with a cast of United, uh, University of Southern Maine students uh, about a small town where a group of the most unlikely characters get together in a rather explosive occasion. Uh, Till then, you can check out uh, more audio news, reviews, and discussion. Past episodes all are at the blog, www.radiodramarevival.com. You can also check us out on the iTunes store by doing a search for Radio Drama Revival. And until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.